Hey ladies, thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. This is the first kind of episode like this that we have done, but we finished recording uh, episode five and there are just some really great uh, nuggets and challenges in this passage that we just wanted to spend a few more minutes on. And so we just want to just dive right in and and talk about a few of these verses in this passage in Ephesians 4 that um, are areas, honestly, of each of our lives that are big struggles and that bring conviction into our lives regularly and um, and bring about a lot of opportunities for confession and repentance and asking for forgiveness. And so um, a a few of those things, a lot of it kind of starts, well, it starts in the heart, Yep. but it bubbles up and comes (laughs) out of our mouths. Does. And it leaves a wake of destruction in its path. And so let's just talk about it. Yeah. I think that, um, as you were talking about it, I was just think you think of this illustration. It's October right now when we're recording. And so you get all the Halloween decorations out there. And you, I think of like this cauldron and it's like all the things like bubbling up and the ugly smoke and like pouring over. And I feel like that's our mouth sometimes. It's what's bubbling up out of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus says it's, it's what comes from the heart that's causing mm-hmm. it. It's what's coming out. Out of the overflow of the out heart. Out of the overflow of the heart. And so I'm just imagining this ugly yucky cauldron of just blah Mm -hmm. that can sometimes come out of us that we're not very proud of and that takes a lot of repentance. So Hmm. what are we specifically talking about? Like what verses are we kind of honing in on in this bonus episode? Well, I mean, if you, I mean, half of the passage really is talking about the mouth and communications and like, what happens when we run our mouth and then, you know, we have reason to be forgiven or to, to forgive, you know, like when relationships go sideways and I feel like, I don't know about you, but my mouth gets me in trouble all the time. You know, like, do you ever just feel like your temperature is rising? Like you're in the middle of a conversation and you just so badly just want to throat, punch somebody i don't know am i the only one <laughs> i'm not sure about the throat punch i real i'm the only sinner <laughs> no it's for me it's more that i can hear myself speaking and mm-hmm. all i can also hear is in my head stop talking yeah. and i just want to like reverse the words like yeah. put them back in put them back in because i can feel myself just like spilling out stuff that i shouldn't be saying especially when i'm mad so it's less the throat punch it's more the <laughs> cauldron bubbling over and like it's spewing on someone and it sounds really ugly but it's like for some reason in that moment I can't get I can't get it to stop I can't get it to stop so Mm. yeah our words are so powerful yeah and I know at least Lindsay and I are both sarcastic people right what yeah no never this is brand new information I didn't get called out for sarcasm. Well, she said it in, in her intro question, you know, that she was also sarcastic. So, oh, I'll, I'll be unsarcastic for the day. That's, that's fine. See, I, we're all, we all suck. <laughs> we're all sarcastic. Oh boy. You know, I, 
I can dish it out, but I can't often take it though, mm. which is a big red flag mm. in my life because I, I will joke and say like, sarcasm is my love language. <laughs> if I'm not sarcastic with you, I don't really like you. Like if I am sarcastic with you, I like, I feel comfortable. Right. I enjoy, like, I can be sarcastic with you. I've probably been sarcastic with both of you quite yeah. a bit, which means I really like you. Aww. Yay! But it's, for me, it's a, a way to justify mm. this, what verse 29 is saying about unwholesome words, because it is, like, it doesn't have to be filthy language yeah. to be hurtful and to be divisive and to tear down. It can just be that little, that little jab that I think I have the right to say. And I think oftentimes that's where I'm wrong. I don't have the right to say anything. Yeah. And I I feel most convicted that it's the people closest to me. I was just going to say that. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have a button that does that. Oh, I don't know what color it is. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now I lost my train of thought, Grace. Oh boy. But um, yeah, I think it's the people closest to us because I was having a conversation with Preston the other day and I said, we were literally talking about this very thing about how we we can be so encouraging to other people. Mm. Like we know someone's hurting, we know, and we send them a text message or we ask them if they want to go have coffee or like, like you think about, building up someone else and you see them struggling and you're like, I want to like buoy them up and like encourage them. But I see my husband struggling and I'm like, get it together, butter, but, it butter. <laughs> but, yeah, this is really organic. I do not call him butter. <laughs> wow. New nickname for Preston. Come here, butter. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call him that when I see him on Sunday. <laughs> it's your sarcasm. Hey, butter. No, I won't. Okay, no, I won't. Okay. I won't <laughs> but I think it does affect the people closest to us. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. not it's not good. I think about what what reflection my kids see mm-hmm. when they think that like like I can see when I've like spoken a little too harshly to my kids and you can just see like the light kind of fade out of their eyes like mm-hmm. and it's like I want to be a life giver to them. I want, I want to, I want to point to Christ and I am being a terrible reflection of who their, um, wonderful father is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually being a stealer from them. I'm, I'm stealing their joy. Yeah. I think there's hypocrisy. Yeah. Like my, my girls have said, have said a number of times because they'll hear me like record something or, yeah. or even like the intro to the podcast. And they're like, like, why do you talk like that? Or mm-hmm. when you get on the phone or when you're Marco Poloing someone, they're like, you talk so bubbly and positive. And I'm like, why is my tone of voice different with the people closest to me? Mm. I mean, I know it's, we're comfortable. We can be our true selves, which is oftentimes not a pretty picture, Yeah, but it's not an excuse. No. Yeah, and not. over time, you know, it's like chiseling away at people and mm. that's hard to restore and repair. And I think that's where like the forgiveness comes in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think women, you know, I don't know what the stats are, but it says like women 
talk to themselves so many like thousands upon thousands of words yeah. a day. And I think that that kind of that, that uh, struggle that we have with all of the words kind of lends it to verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. How many times do we harbor bitterness in our heart towards other people because of a result of all of the words that we speak to ourselves? Oh, absolutely. Like, don't you think that kind of just like fans the flame? Oh, terribly. I, I've had situations where I was angry at someone or like, and it could have even been something that really was a wrong done. Like, I mean, that mm-hmm. happens in life. Somebody yeah. really does do something wrong to you. And instead of working on my heart with the Lord and just saying, Lord, help me, help me forgive, help me love this person, um, which I was doing, but I would often find myself when I wasn't thinking about what I was thinking about, I could hear myself writing letters I would literally be like, this is what I would write in a letter to this person. <laughs> or if I could see them face to face, this is what I'd say. And I would have this little like back and forth conversation in my head mm-hmm. with this person. And I literally started catching myself doing it. And I, I, I had to, the practical thing I had to do was like, stop. No, right now I'm going to pray for this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray like blessing over them. I'm going to say like, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm upset. So like my heart is hurting, but Lord, how can help me see them? the way you see them. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. whether they're a brother and sister of Christ or maybe they're an unbeliever, like they're either lost and they do not know what they're doing. And so we just need to pray that the Lord will unblind their eyes. Yeah. Or they're a brother and sister in Christ and they're deceived by sin, or maybe they don't even know they've hurt someone. And we just pray like, Lord, like help them, mm-hmm. like reveal to them, chisel them away, but chisel my heart first, like work on my heart first. And so it was this, like giving it back to God and saying like, I, I keep trying to take the reins of some situation or the reins of justice back into my hands. But Lord, like you are the defender, Mm -hmm. you are the one and you've allowed whatever situation to happen. And so I'm going to just trust that you're teaching my heart something through it. And I can love regardless because it says like, I love the verse um, that says, I think it's in first Peter. And it says that Christ entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Yeah. And that has always been the verse that I kind of go to. Like, Lord, Christ was unfairly treated and had every right to get bitter, had every right to get angry, had every right to have wrath, Mm -hmm. but he entrusted himself to you and you judge justly. And I have a very small perspective on this world. So I am probably not even judging the situation justly. Mm. And so just handing that back over to God and saying, Here, Lord, I, I can't keep, yeah. I can't keep rehearsing it in my head. Yeah, that's really good and practical. Grace, what do you do practically when you are struggling in your heart towards someone? Um, one of the things is I, I try really hard to put truth in my head. So if there's a verse, I can just flip over in my head over and over and over again. But sometimes like my heart just doesn't want to, <laughs> you know, and I was just thinking, you know, even the other day there was a situation and somebody was just grinding my gears, you know, like I just was so annoyed and, you know, I, I ended up, you know, trying the whole truth trick, you know, and just thinking about a verse and like trying to think about this person the way that God does. And I just 
couldn't get a grip. And so I texted, you know, my small group girls. I was like, can you just please pray? Cause I just want to kick this person in the shins. Like I'm not, I'm not handling this. You're violent. Correctly. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, her throat punches and you scoot shin over now. kicks. Yeah. I'm, I'm growing. Yeah. yeah. So truth, yeah. like remind yourself of truth. And then also you're, that was ultimately asking for accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can be kind of an internal processor, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes my, my wit is like super quick and it's just out there, but that's usually if I'm comfortable with people, you know, people, I, I feel like I need to be more professional with or whatever. I'm just thinking them to death, you know, which is like, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, like where our, our anger or bitterness or all those things start in the heart Mm -hmm. anyway. And we're just like ruminating on whatever feelings, you know? Yeah. So for me, I have to, I have to replace those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just doesn't, it's still work. It's still hard because we still have to make the choice then to let that work itself out in our actions toward people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want to know my spiffy trick? Yes. Yeah. What's your trick? My, when I was struggling big time several years ago, um, with bitterness, like it took its, it was deeply rooted in my heart. And my mentor who lives in Tennessee had said, you know, when I've struggled in my heart towards a specific person, every time I would see that specific truck that he drove, I would pray for him. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that. And this person I was really struggling with had like the most popular car (laughs) made, I think, out there. And I spent a lot of time in my car taking my kids all over the place. So literally from from my house to Target, I was praying for her like seven times. And I would not pray for God to change you know, change her heart and, and correct her thinking, mm-hmm. I would pray blessing over her. Yeah. That's and hard. Would, it's very hard yeah. and it's very humbling. But do you know what? Verse 32 came as a result yep. of that practice. It, it, it made me, well, it made me more kind towards her, mm. but it made me tenderhearted. It caused me to, to seek reconciliation and forgiveness and that reconciliation happened. Mm. And so it's just, I have, I have told uh, a handful of women that before, like if you don't know what that person drives, find out what they drive. And every time you're in your car, make it your aim to look for that car and pray for that person. Yeah. You've told me that. And I've, I've You've applied that, that to other situations oh, have? too. You have. Yeah. Oh, and I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still doing it because there's yeah. typically someone that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm just sinful and I struggle mm-hmm. in my thoughts, but I have to guard against speaking so much to myself more than I speak to the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But okay. Well, thanks for, I I'm feeling, I'm feeling better talking this out with you guys. And, um, hopefully those of you who are listening are encouraged, um, by it. And, and thanks for joining us for this episode, this bonus episode. So this was, this was good. So thanks Nicole and Grace. I appreciate you. All right. We will see you next week. Later. Later.